Welcome everyone. I'm Big Bree with Coaching the Mind and Body. The name of this series is called, What is Fitness to You? The reason is because we're all in different stages in life and fitness is a little different for all of us. For me, the meaning of fitness has evolved over the years. From a young kid running wild and free, high school athletics to post-college football, all the way to today. For me, mentally, I'm still craving competition and I still wanna push my body to the next level. But for many others, that's not where they are. Today, I have a very special guest, not only because he's my first guest, but also because he's a good friend of mine and he just so, also ha just so happens to sign my checks. He's a Florida native, FSU alum, father, husband, and more. And not to mention, he's also the owner of College Park Fitness Studio here in Orlando, Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Graves. How you doing, bud? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited. Yeah, um, I know we just seen each other a few hours ago. Every day, every day. You know, but hey, it's always a pleasure talking to you. So I have to start off by just saying thank you for, for joining and for being with me. Absolutely. My pleasure. This is, uh, you know, we don't, we work together and we don't always have uh, so much time to sit and exchange ideas. So this is going to be pretty neat. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. It's, for me, it's neat. It's a little weird. It's a lot of things right now. But no, it's, it's, it's always a good conversation when we're together. Um, and you were just cutting the grass, right? That's right. On part the of the calorie. That's right. Well, it's part of the calories out, right? So um, we'll talk about what that means to me, but I yeah. don't want to spoil it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I love it because, you know, you, I mean, you know, you are a personal trainer as well, but you know, you are more than that. You live such an active lifestyle. So let me just jump right into it. And let me ask you, what is, what does fitness mean to you? Yeah, so that's changed a lot over the years. I guess I should also mention to the guests who don't know that I'm 43 years old. Uh, I'm a type one diabetic as well. Um, so a lot of the ways that that's changed over my life is uh, you know, being a type, uh, I was diagnosed as a type one diabetic in my mid twenties. So it wasn't the, the typical, you know, uh, early onset, like a lot of kids get it. Um, oh, yeah. But I was, I was also obese as a kid too. So um, I weighed like 270 ish, 265 pounds in high school. Um, and I was uh, a lineman, right. Football player. We both have hold that uh, dear to our hearts. You and me, uh, Yep. For sure, we have that in common. Um, so when I was younger, um, it meant about, you know, staying you know, fitness was, you know, being strong, stronger than the guy across from me. Um, I played some baseball, too. So it was always, you know, being strong enough to hit hit this, the, the slugger kind of ball rather than because you know, yep. I couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't outrun a ground ball. Yeah. Um, so uh, a lot of it was, you know, based on athletics and embracing my bigger body and fitness meant more about, okay, if, I, if I'm not going to be the lightest or the fastest guy in the room, then I can be the strongest. Um, and then uh, after high school, I wasn't playing football and I made it a challenge uh, to myself to be thin. I come from a family of runners. So I guess that dimension of fitness always, uh, you know, spoke to me as well. My brother was a, a, a champion cross country runner. My dad was a marathon runner. Yeah. Um, wow. And so the endurance stuff was never really something I did as a kid, but as I, as I got older, I, I challenged myself that way. So did a lot of running and got myself 
pretty thin, got, you know, down into the one fifties and, you know, and pretty fast on the five, the five K circuit here in Orlando. Yeah. Um, And then I, yeah. And then with diabetes, you know, kind of, you know, so I, I was diagnosed with type one diabetes again, like I said, in my, in my mid twenties and I had already tackled, you know, the fitness game. I was strong and then I lost, you know, weight and I was still, you know, pretty strong for my weight and I was fast and I had my diet in order. And then all of a sudden I had this autoimmune disease. So I was like, well, geez, okay. Um, that's a wow. little bit different. So then it was, you know, for those, you know, those couple of years getting, um, getting used to being diabetic and fitting that into my lifestyle, you know, it was basically about being able to stay fit, but also, um, you know, balancing my blood sugar. Yep. It's not a one track. It's not like just one thing to focus on. You have, you know, yeah, right. Exactly. And I think that that's, yeah. And that it's different for everybody. I think that, that maintenance is kind of a false friend, uh, for anybody. If you ever think that you're just maintaining, you're probably slipping back. Um, and so challenge, you you mentioned that you're all, you know, all about, uh, finding new challenges. Um, those, those have presented themselves to me, you know, a bunch of times over, you know, no, that is so true. There's, there's no, there's real, there's really no middle ground. If you're not moving forward, you're pretty much, you know, moving backwards. That's right. Um, well, let me ask you, so you're the owner of college park fitness. Um, but tell me about that path to becoming college park fitness. Cause you didn't start off that way. That's right. So I was in, well, you know, I went to Florida state and then, uh, had, had a couple of jobs out of college, just trying to find, a good path for me. Um, I did some construction for a little while, which was, you know, certainly gratifying good physical work, but, um, that was in the early, you know, early two thousands. And I had a, had a son, um, at that point. So I just needed to find a, you know, a, a good job with good ben- benefits that wasn't very risky. So, yeah. um, started working for home Depot, you know, and then ended mm-hmm. up, um, finding Did my home. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. And then ended up finding, um, real estate asset management, foreclosure asset management. And I did that for about 11 years. And I was pretty successful at that. Um, and right around the time that I got out of that, it was 2011-ish, which is when the foreclosure asset um, you know, market kind of had turned. Um, it was a little bit less lucrative. And wow. um, uh, the job that I had uh, was based in Denver and I, w- I certainly wasn't going to move. So mm-hmm. um, I made the the choice instead of finding another job locally, um, I was at that point about 31, 32 years old. So I thought I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and right. You know, the, the stock yeah. market wasn't doing great. Stock market wasn't doing great then. And, you know, 401ks were sort of slipping in value. So I thought, well, maybe I'll start a business on my own. And at least that way, if, if my 401k gets, you know, lost, it's, it's, it's on me and it's not on the stock market that I don't have any control over. So I decided like to it. take that on yourself. control over. Yeah, that's right. So um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I thought that at that point in my life, even if I failed, you know, give myself a five-year try, and then I could always get back into, you know, some corporate job and and still be okay. Because at that point, I'd still be in my 30s. So um, I had a friend who, while I was looking around, I mean, I thought I considered lots of different things, carpet cleaning company, construction company. Um, I'm a, a real estate agent too. So I thought, well, maybe I'll do that. One of my buddies was like, well, you're always in the gym. Why don't you open a gym? I was like, well, I don't have a good reason why not. So I'll go see, I'll go figure out why I shouldn't start a gym. That's uh, awesome. Um, 
Yeah. That's a good. So, that's a good buddy right there. <laughs> he knew, mm-hmm. he knew right. you well. And so that's yeah. He knew you well. Awesome. Um, and College Park Fitness. That's man. That's awesome. Um, right in the heart of College Park. Tell me a little about. Tell me a little bit about College Park. So College Park is where I grew up when I um, I lived uh, in College Park. I've I've lived here a couple of times. Um, had my own houses here, uh, but I grew up right behind Edgewater High School. Um, and then we moved away. My wife and I, when we got married, we could buy a little bit, you know, better of a house out in, yeah. in winter spring. So um, we decided we'd you know move out there, which is not that far, unless you ask my mother. She said, "Oh, you're moving out of town." I'm like, "It's 15 minutes." But anyways. Um, we moved out there and, um, when I started, you know, I I was working from home, um, for my, for my last job, my real estate asset management job. So I could kind of live anywhere. And, um, it was easier to coach my son's, you know, baseball and stuff from out there because that's where all of his leagues were baseball and soccer and all that. So, Mm -hmm. um, when we started the studio, I looked around out there and actually, so we were a franchise at the time. Um, we have since uh, branched off to our own name, College Park Fitness Studio. I'm sure that we'll get to that. But um, we were a franchise for the first 10 years that we were open. And when I uh, when I was trying to figure out a location, um, I kind of wanted to take out as many variables as I could. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I know College Park. So I'll, I'll that's sort of home to me. So at very least, I know I can have like a couple clients. I'm pretty sure that yeah. if I'm going to open a business, at least I want to be in a place that's familiar. I mean, everything about opening a business is unfamiliar. I, I, I joke around that you end up being an expert at like, yep. you know, a hundred things a day that you'll never yep. do again. It's, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's like, it's You're like home ownership a little bit. Like, okay, I'm, you know, exactly. So you just end up, you know, having to learn everything about so many little things mm-hmm. that you don't really ever use except for once um, or maybe that's twice. So, so I think you, um, I think you picked a, a fantastic place to um, like just officially call home of College Park has been, right. you know, it's just so community, you know, so much neighborly and, uh, you know, people just out and about and, uh, you know, it's a great place for a, a fitness studio, but let me ask you why personal training and, you know, why not a open gym where anyone could come work out? Right. So I'm, yeah. So when my, my first, um, that, that friend who told me, why don't you, you open a gym? That was kind of my first idea. And I was also like a, an OG CrossFitter, you know, kind of person, maybe not OG, but certainly back, you know, in the days before it was necessarily, you know, uh, forging elite fitness. It was, you know, a lot of named workouts, a lot of just, you know, every man just, uh, you know, you, you go on the, you know, CrossFit website, um, and, you know, find your workouts, but CrossFit boxes were opening up all over. And I really considered doing that. Uh, I talked to a couple of, um, acquaintances and friends who had, uh, you know, CrossFit affiliations, you know, weighed the ups and downs of that. Um, at that point, my son was a little bit younger and the amount of time, you know, a hundred percent dedicated to super early and super late just wasn't going to, wasn't going to work as well for me. You know, personal training hours have to be pretty flexible, but, uh, CrossFit boxes, you, you basically have to run like 5am class anyway. So, um, so I sort of put that to the side. I did like the idea of functional fitness, but I thought, okay, I could do anything like that if I start my own gym, right? So I had a couple of uh, opportunities with like Anytime Fitness, if I'm going to not, you know, uh, name drop, brand drop. And 
some of those those models um, really they pull a lot of their their revenue from the ancillary uh, revenue streams, right? So you're, you've got your, your 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 gym memberships, and that's keeping the lights on. But you're actually making your money from the personal training, from the mm. you know the Gatorade machine, from the the you know the merchandise sales, um, and then moreover, uh, I have a friend who has what three at that time had three anytime fitnesses and now he has five and he said that he wasn't really even making really any money off of the first one or two you know you mm-hmm. can make a little bit but if you have a manager if you're managing it yourself it's uh it's really tough so i thought well gosh i i'd love to open one business but i don't think i want to you know think yeah, about opening three that yeah that's um, yeah super daunting so Again, I, you know, he had said that personal training was really the biggest revenue stream. And I said, well, why don't I just open a little personal training studio? So yeah. um, what just is- by, by God's grace, I had a, a friend who knew the people who owned a, owned a franchise. And I, and I thought, okay, well, I'll just I'll do a franchise with them. No, nice. Uh, well, tell me, what does, what do you think about, in terms of a personal training studio, what is what is the biggest difference in what the clients get in terms of uh, fitness and health and wellness and service compared to a gym? You're asking? Yeah, like so. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, a lot of times when people come in to our studio, I mean, we're established now, so um, but you know, they look at our website, they maybe have been referred by a friend. So listening to their answer to your question over and over and over, uh, over the years has, uh, you know, has really presented itself, right? So a lot of times people who go into a gym don't, you know, they, they may wander around for, tw- you know, for two hours yes. doing, doing Definitely. a bunch of, you know, doing, you know, doing a bunch of exercises they don't understand, yeah. um, you know, maybe, maybe doing a circuit on some, you know, some muscle isolation equipment that isn't really reaping, you know, the rewards that mm-hmm. their body needs, right? So they're just doing the machines that are placed in order, you know, uh, in, in the gym, but it's not specific to their needs. They may either be doing no yes. good or doing, you know, more harm than good. You've seen all the gym fail videos, right? Yeah. Um, yeah so a lot of, I mean, for, for our business model and the way that it's, you know, that our studio has evolved over the years, um, is I guess what I can speak to. We're we're a really efficient workout. You know, people know that they can come in and get a workout that's made for them, and mm-hmm. they can, you know, they got their thirty minutes. So pretty much anybody can can carve out that time for themselves. That's and, true. You know, and with the time value of money, somebody who doesn't want to just be away from their life or be away from their children or or, or can't afford to, you know, from a time perspective, anyways, be away from you know, their family and just chill out in the gym for two hours, you know, three times mm-hmm. a week, they need to come in and get and get fit. And we can, and I think that you would agree that we can get um, every bit as much benefit out of 30 minutes with a client as yeah. a client can't, or, you know, as, as a, as a person wandering around the gym, um, you know, on no, their own, not, I, really, not really knowing what to do. I generally, I generally love the, the 30 minute workout style was definitely new when I, uh, when I first joined you guys. But no, it makes all the sense in the world. You know, I know a lot of people underestimate the 30 minutes, you know, oh, you know, what's 30 minutes, that's it. But I mean, you know, if I give you a pair of dumbbells and, then, you know, I don't let you put it down for 30 minutes by the end of the day, you know, by that 30 minutes, you're going to be wiped out. You know, the number of things and 
And it definitely challenges you to be efficient and help your uh, clients be efficient and capitalize. You know, we're all busy and we're all trying to get in and get out as fast as we can so we could continue on with their day. That's beautiful. Um, I know we're, I know we're kind of like officially out of COVID, but I know COVID was a tough time. How did you feel about um, the times and just turning to online coaching? Sure. So we did that. And you were actually a champion for that at the studio. And I, I certainly appreciate that. This isn't the first time I've said it. Um, and roll with the punches. And people ask me that. Yeah, people ask me that question a lot. I think you, you and I uh, worked online um, I, and I ended up doing house calls, too. Um, you know, we, we, we kind of people ask me about, you know, why don't you do online coaching? Um, and really, my answer is because I have a brick and mortar that I'm paying, you know, paying rent for. That's not necessarily going to be you know, yeah. for forever, you know, it's, yeah. there, there is, um, and we've tried that as a brand before, um, back with the old franchise. Um, we, we, we did some, you know, we tried some virtual training. Um, it's, you know, it, it works really well for, I mean, for, for, for our purposes, it worked really mm -hmm. well as a pivot, right. It worked really, really well as a pivot for being able to take people who are already established and, yeah. We, and, and, and we, we were comfortable working out with them. We could make that face-to-face -face change yeah. um, from actually that tactile, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one personal body-on-body -body kind of uh, experience rather mm -hmm. to the, uh, to the, to the online. Um, I would say it's, it, it takes a special uh, trainer and a special client to For be sure. able to start immediate, to, to start immediately from, from online coaching. And it would just be, um, you know, like, so, People have asked me why we why I don't do that. Like, well, if we're you know if I'm already paying rent for um, the space that we have, then it it would it would be a cannibalization of uh, of revenue <laughs> for me to do it. Um, but yeah. it doesn't mean that it, that there isn't a huge market for it. Um, but I think that it's one of those things where you have to be able to dedicate a certain amount of energy um, to to do it. But it did save our bacon. I mean, between you know, your and my online presence, and then a couple of house calls here and there, we were out in the park. Um, one of our other trainers, Amber spent a bunch of time, you know, in the parking lot. Yeah. And then, uh, and AJ, you know, since she has, you know, mostly older clients, um, and then one, you know, younger, uh, tweet. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, the, the online question. No, I definitely, um, online, that whole time was definitely an interesting time. And, you know, it was a big rise. Everyone was looking for online coaching, but being able to be like live with my clients and like, it was, you know, they're at home and it was just, I definitely enjoyed like all the different flexibilities of it, you know, and them, them still keeping them committed um, through such a tough time. Um, you know, it definitely was tough, you know, just trying to figure that out regarding like time and energy and like what is working, what is not working. But I, I definitely appreciated the online coaching and I definitely love um, being able to help clients um, however I can help them. So that was a big one. Uh, so being active, owning a physical, uh, a personal training studio and doing as much as you're doing in the community, uh, how has making health and wellness a priority? How has that affected you and like your family since starting the gym? Yeah. Um... Well, having a bit, right. So there's two dimensions of that, right? So um, having the flexibility has been great, you know, owning a business, but then, you know, there's the old anecdote, owning a business is great. You can work whatever 80 hours you want. And that was certainly the case in the first couple of years. 
I think it's really fun to hear my girls. Um, I've got a, I've got a, a four and a seven year old for those of you who are listening. Um, yeah. Don't know. Me. Um, and it's great that they talk about daddy's gym and they, and they enjoy, you know, playing in there and they're not working out yet. Cause it's not really appropriate, but you know, being moving is huge. just absolutely. And, and moving and, you know, lifting and functional sort of, you know, plyometric fitness at, you know, as much as we would call it that for somebody that age and just seeing not just me, but all, you know, all of the people that are in the, in the, in the studio, Mr. Bouchard mm-hmm. and, and, and the other trainers and all of our clients. I mean, it makes it very matter of fact for my kids. Like this is just part of life. And, and there's, you know, so that no excuses thing. I mean, my wife comes in, um, you know, I have the, the girls at the studio, they sit on the sofa and play on their tablet for an hour while we're working out, you know, and it's just part of that balance. So mm-hmm. that has been great. Um, instilling that. And I have a 21 uh, year old son, um, that I can say now, you know, after the years you know, he's been with us since the beginning of the studio, I mean, he's been with me his whole life, but um, you know, he was, he was growing up, he was 10 years old, basically when we started. And so that was really more of an experiment, right? How is this going to affect yeah. his life? Is he going to, is he going to, you know, is this going to make fitness more, you know, of a, of a matter of fact in his life, or is he going to want to shy away from it? That would have yeah. been a nightmare for me. And really, you know, now he's getting his personal training certification. He's an avid climber. He's in fantastic shape. Beautiful. And he had his own, you know, struggles with, with weight. He was overweight in his, um, you know, like early high school mm-hmm. um, age. Now at 21, he's in fantastic shape. He can lift the gym. He's really great functionally. Um, so, yes, yeah, I think addictive. that, yeah, so, so far, so good. That's right. It's addictive. And it's and just a matter of fact, part of your body or part of your, uh, your, your day. Yeah. And I, I, you know, and I definitely see your, your two young girls definitely just following like in your footsteps, you know, and they're just, they're like a natural in the gym now, just walking around, you know, looking at the weights, touching the weights. So I, I could just see them, how they, how you enjoy, like, you know, are just such an example and, and not just for your girls, but just for the community, you know, and how everyone sees you out there running and making, you know, doing your best to make all the right decisions, and, you know, and it just lets me know and that's definitely just gives me proof of like, you know, um, mm-hmm. being a leader and doing the right things and how that can just help, you know, instill in all the right principles into like your kids and, you know, the next generation. So I think that is definitely huge. And I definitely think that's like something that more people should definitely think about, you know, within their own families and whatnot. Um, tell me in your experience, what are some what are some like mentalities or roadblocks that have held clients back from their fitness goals? Sure. Um, you know, and we have clients that, you know, are, are, are very typical personal training clients. When you close your eyes and, and imagine a personal training client, that's going to be somebody who's, you know, tried everything quote unquote, to, and, and, you know, try to lose weight, whether it be 15 pounds or 50 pounds. Um, mm-hmm. And then we also being in our demographic, we have, um, some great trainers who have a good, um, have a good reputation with, you know, therapeutic sort of movements, right? So you guys um, have, have really drawn a crowd of, of clients who have, you know, maybe they're coming off of an injury and they're, you know, receiving, you know, physical therapy and they're, you know, out of sessions and they need to start coming to a personal trainer and they don't know where to start. So yeah, um, I guess speaking more to the typical client, however, the, the, the roadblocks, that I find, you know, from that 35 to, to the 55 or 60 year old 
just professional who is 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 in the middle of raising a family in the middle of of uh, of a of a, a surging career. You know, they're 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 making all the money and they're working all the hours and they're golfing wow. all the golf um, and they're yep. taking care of their kids. And so a lot of the roadblocks are, you know, they're not doing the things that they used to do when they when their quote unquote metabolism was still high. You know, there's that yeah. that sort of anecdotal. Um, you know, the, the blame that people have, whatever decade it is, when you hit 30, when you hit 40, when you hit 50, your metabolism shuts down. Yeah. And I look at, you know, a lot of behaviors and a lot of times it's what we're not doing anymore, just in our regular lives, not just, you know, not necessarily, you know, in, 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 uh, you know, what you would call exercise, which is like actual exacted movement in a, you know, mm -hmm. in a prescribed fashion. I mean, just activity, you know, so a lot of times, these, you know, yeah. Yeah, people are they're not mowing their lawn anymore. I just got in from mowing my lawn. They're not going on bike rides with their kids. They're not hitting yeah. the, you know, they're not hitting the basketball court with their buddies. Um, <clears throat> and so all of those things slow all their nice. mentality or, or slow, slow their metabolism down. And they and and so a lot of times that's something that you know that we're up against as personal trainers. You know, it's like okay, yeah, thirty minutes, you know, twice or three times a week is going to affect some real change, but. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if, if going outside and running doesn't sound fun then go outside and, you know, throw the ball around with your kids, start somewhere, go around and garden, you know, do Beautiful. your own, That's you know, advice. do your own housework, clean your own pool. Yes. These are all calories that those of us who can't afford to do it, <laughs> you know, yes. get it done by somebody else. That, you know, I mean, yes. that's a big, a big reason I don't have a pool guy is because I can't afford a pool guy, but I know that, you know, scrub. <laughs> scrubbing the pool and, um, and, and doing all of these things, those are calories out, right? So yes. expecting, expecting more from what exercise is going, you know, going to impact, um, than just regular lifestyle choices in movement mm -hmm. is a huge thing. And then of that course, is... you know, you're eating, you're eating out more, you know, people, um, you know, the more we cook at home, the more, I mean, the more I find, the more I cook at home, the less I have to worry about my waistline, you know, getting yep. bigger. Um, less you got to worry you about. Know, don't go shop. Sure. Don't, you know. So I think it's a lot of just losing perspective over the years. And it's not, I'm not saying that it's, that it's super easy. You have to sort of take inventory. It's like, okay, what, what about my life has changed besides my age that's affecting the way that my body is behaving now? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not just, it's not just the, the number. It's a lot yeah. of other things and that I we have think... control over. And I think perspective is huge and definitely one of the biggest challenges is just helping them gain back that perspective. Um, right. It was beautiful that you pointed out that, yeah, they're just, you know, a lot of times you're just, you're literally not doing all the things you used to do when, you know, when you were younger, just the daily activity, being active, you know, just being out and about riding those bikes, you know, um, walking through the Navy, you know, just being active like you don't necessarily have to run straight to the gym to start trying to lift all these weights there's so many you know just gardening more just being outside soaking up the sun walking through your neighborhood doing what you can that's always like you know the best start for everyone and yeah that's just definitely huge like the money aspect you know the work family life balance is, is hard for a lot of people definitely 30 and up, you know, family, established families and so forth. That's definitely tough, but I definitely think mm -hmm. perspective is definitely just helping them gain that perspective is just one of the hardest goals, uh, one of the hardest things that we face as trainers. 
Um, how do you feel about um, trying to help, trying to help, you know, eliminate one bad habit for another or, you know, yeah, I'll let you speak on that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, those, those little changes awareness, you know, basically is what you're even saying. Like, you know, uh, a lot of times when I'm starting with a new client, we'll, we'll make, you know, people will come in with goals, you know, I need to lose 50 pounds or I need to make, you know, lose 20 pounds. Those are big, you know, even 20 pounds, that's a big goal. Because uh, yeah. if you have, a, if you have a hundred pounds to lose, the first 50 pounds comes off easy. And every pound you have after that is, uh, you know, it's a bigger percentage of what you have left. Right. So it could yeah. be daunting thinking of that brass ring, whatever it is, you know, my, uh, for people who have yo-yo dieted or people who have just been sort of, um, you know, going sideways for a long time, um, in either case, whatever their goal is, it's big enough that they're willing to walk through our doors and, and, you know, and say, I, I need help. Right. So that's, that's a big deal. Um, now, I've never heard, hired a personal trainer, so I, I, I can re really appreciate where their where their headspace is at. So, um, so the fact that they've sort of surrendered to that process mm -hmm. in, in our um, in our expertise is humbling. So we have to have something yeah. good to say, right? So, so um, <laughs> making those making that that first incremental change of just like, hey, you know, a lot of times we'll tell people, it's, you know, start taking inventory of what you eat, yeah. um, or or let's try to find a linchpin item, sort of speaking to what you just said, um, changing one bad habit for another, like, okay, um, you know, I've, I've had a, you know, a bunch of instances where we were, instead of making wholesale changes in people's diet, we just spent maybe a little bit more time trying to identify what it is that's got them, you know, kind of uh, over consuming calories in the first yeah. place, because you just take, you know, somebody from the standard American diet and then put them on the whole 30 diet. It might work, but it might, you know, for some people, they're just not going to be compliant and it's mm -hmm. going to be miserable. And then they're not going to want to stick around unless they're getting, you know, all of the, all the change in, in, in the short term. And if they don't like that kind of food, then it's only going to be temporary anyways. Right. Yeah. So a lot of times people think that they're eating the right stuff and it's going to be, you know, like they're just using too much oil when they cook or they're making a peanut butter sandwich with a quarter, yeah, beautiful, quarter yeah, of peanut nice. butter, you know? So sometimes yeah, or it just like comes yeah. down to like the small adjustments and things like that. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. Or like not stopping by, you know, I don't want to vilify any specific food, but I'm going to say McDonald's because everybody can sort of relate with that one. Yeah. Um, go to you know, not stopping by McDonald's. And a lot of times people aren't stopping by a fast food joint because they are really craving it. They're just doing it because it's a habit and they're on mm -hmm. their way home from, you know, from work or on their way from, you know, one job site to the next. And that's just what he, what's easy. They can get a filet fish and some fries and a Diet Coke. And they're not enjoying that 1500 calorie meal. They're just putting it in their body to get to their next, next task. Mm -hmm. So trying to make that little change, like, Hey, listen, you know, you can, you know, you can, you can work on a weekend food prep so you can take food with you so that when you don't care about what you're eating, you're eating something healthy. So that on the weekends you can enjoy, you know, uh, yeah. whatever, you know, go have a, a, a sub from, you know, wherever, or go have, you know, those chicken wings, because yes. if you're doing things, if you're doing things right in the times when you're just trying to fuel your body anyways, then those are the little changes the right way. Yeah. So I yeah. guess that's it. So let me ask you, what kind of benefits has your, have you seen your clients enjoy, whether it's yeah. like personal, you know, what, what kind of client, what kind of benefits? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're so lucky. We've got such a, a wide demographic um, right here in college park. Right. So I think 
um, I have to speak to the, you know, to the, to the people who've lost weight, right? You know, I've had clients that have lost a ton of weight. I've had a, di- a type one diabetic client that lost hundred pounds recently, Beautiful. you know, Sean, um, yep. and he is Shout out to Sean. Awesome. Great he, job, bud. Yeah, exactly. He came, he came in, um, you know, like clueless, but totally compliant. And it's like, that's great. So I can, you know, I, I mean, I had some bad habits to break, but not because he'd heard, he's heard the wrong thing from somebody else. It was just like, um, mm-hmm. he just was hundred percent ready to, um, to, just you know, to, to, um, to kind of listen and learn. And yeah. he wasn't, and, he wasn't an athlete, you know, from the beginning. Um, so those are great. You know, been listening. Absolutely. He, right. He looks so, great right now. So. Absolutely. And then we have other, um, I mean, you know, our, I have to speak also really quickly to the, the, the high school, you know, kids that come in from, we have, a, you know, three or four high schools around, um, mm-hmm. that are, that are close and we've enjoyed getting sports specific athletes and then kids that just have never worked out too, or their parents are thinking, you know, my kid needs to work out before they go to college. Yeah. Um, and, and they, and Working they either need them. to make a change or they, either, or mm-hmm. they, or a child who's, you know, trying to get into a division one program. And how we, can we give we, them that edge? Absolutely. You know, some yeah. kids are trying to make, I mean, we have some pretty competitive high schools around and the kids are just trying to make the varsity team, you know, yeah. or, that's, or that's make very a, true. Uh, just trying to make the varsity team, not even thinking about yeah. college yet. Mm-hmm. Um, here, let me ask you, uh, so do you have any general advice for someone looking to get in shape? Yeah, I think, um, well, I'm going to say go to college park fitness studio, right? A uh, little plug there. Um, I think I get, yeah, again, just taking inventory of, of what you haven't been doing that maybe you did if you were fit at one point, mm-hmm. if you're starting from ground, you know, from zero, you know, making, you know, just some, you know, matter of fact, change in in your life that you know I mean I think we can all identify that there's one or two things one or two big vice what big vices I mean if it's if it's you know too much alcohol or beer you know cutting cutting that cutting that out cutting that down you know switching to diet soda I mean the diet soda has its own um has its own vilification but it doesn't have calories so just from a calories in standpoint if you're still drinking you know if you're struggling with your weight or struggling with you know, some other things in life and you're still drinking regular, um, soda, then that's a, that's a, that's a big one, but get, you know, getting, um, getting more sleep, making sure that, um, if you start there, right. If you're, if you're staying up and watching Netflix and yeah, exactly. Right. Snacking right. Yeah. Clo- yeah. Yeah. Closing up. That's another great one. Yeah. Closing up your eating window saying, okay, if, because you know, some, sometimes people they they feel obligated to eat in the morning and maybe they don't need to, maybe they can fast. And so if yeah. they close up their eating Fasting window, yeah. So if I, if, if I know that like for me personally, I didn't even really know that I was intermittent fasting until I sort of like looked back as like, Oh, wait a minute. I stopped eating breakfast because I'm in the, you know, I'm in the studio so early and I just didn't have time. Cause I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather sleep big, an extra, yeah, sleep an extra 15 minutes. Thing. Right. Yeah. So jump, you know, jumping, jumping into the car with a, with a coffee. Um, and just get into the studio, not really needing anything to eat. I'll nibble on a bar throughout the, you know, throughout the morning, but then, uh, yeah, closing up that, that window, getting more sleep, you know, people, you, and then you end up finding some time. It's like, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm like, why are you not sleeping? Is it because you're sitting yeah. on your phone? Look at, are you looking at Netflix? If you, if, yeah, if you, if no, you can, that's a, that's definitely a not, great, that's definitely yeah. some great points right there. Sleep is definitely a huge one. Cause I mean, we could just go into a whole nother topic of just, you know, hormones yeah, sure. and whatnot. But Absolutely. here, let me ask you another question. Um, what's your just what's give me one advice on choosing a, a good personal trainer? 
Um, I, people, I think, are pretty intrinsically good at, at finding what speaks to them. As long as you're not putting up a bunch of barriers, understanding the things that are important to your goals. And mm. when you, when, you know, when you call a place, um, then, you know, just knowing that the, the, the people on the other side of the phone or when you walk in and getting the right vibe, um, cause some people, you know, we don't, we aren't for everybody. We have, you know, there's other personal training studios, even in college park. Uh, there's, there's, there's one that, that basically is like super militant and they yell at you and they swear at you. And that's not really our vibe. So when, yeah. when people give me a call and they ask about, you know, about our space, Beautiful. if they're asking for somebody to, you know, scream at them and, and swear at mm-hmm. them, like, yeah. we're not, we're not going to be able to do that. You know, we're, we're more of a, a cheerleader. Um, but, awesome. but, you know, yeah, yeah people, we, you know, we yeah. we are here for exactly what you want. Your goals mm-hmm. are our goals. So here, real quick, and we got to wrap it up. Just one sure. was something you would like to share. Add what would you like to say to wrap it up. Yeah, well, I, I'd like to add that I would I'd love to be on another episode so we can do this again sometime. Um, for sure, we got a bunch, of a bunch more to talk. Yeah, a bunch more to talk about. I think that we spoke a lot to just fundamentally what fitness is and how it's, you know, it's not so daunting. If there's a, if there's an excuse, I've either had it or, you know, personally, um, you know, between being overweight, not knowing where to start, having all kinds of injuries, having diabetes, um, you just, you know, put that to the side and say, well, what is it that I can do and start with something mm-hmm. today and then make, and, and, and if it works, stick with it and just be disciplined because, and, you know, people awesome. are, people get so scared about the idea of discipline, but, you're disciplined enough to pay your bills and take your kids mm-hmm. to school. So you can yep. be disciplined Preach. enough to eat the right things and do a little bit, um, you know, do a little bit for your, for your body. Preach. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you, Ben, for joining me and being my first interviewee. Um, definitely. I think it's, you know, a lot of information that a uh, good information that everyone could benefit from life, um, working out and just getting started. Um, now, we definitely got to bring you back to talk more health and wellness, and we'll do that soon. Now, to close this episode out, I want to start off by saying thank you, Ben, for tuning in, and thank you for everyone else who will be listening and who are listening. Um, and we'll tune in, and I'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Ben. Have a good day. Thanks. You bet. Now, to close out this episode, I want to start off by saying thank you for tuning in, this being my first interview you know, I will work to be better every time. Now, if you want, you can follow me online, Instagram, uh, Facebook under Mind, Body, and Fitness. Also, join me live in October uh, for free live workouts, progressive, ton of variety, which will allow you to be a well-rounded person, lifter, athlete, whatever you want. Also, I will uh, be hosting a community page filled with different groups, Fit Under 40, Moms United, um, and more. They say it takes a village, so let's come together and help each other out. Please give me some feedback and let me know how I did and how can I improve. Have a great day and see you next time.